Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Cypher Pharmaceuticals Fiscal Third Quarter 2020 Results Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following today's presentation, instructions will be given for the question and answer session. If anyone needs assistance at any time during the call, you may press the star followed by the zero on your push-button phone. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded today, Friday, November 13, 2020. On behalf of the speakers that follow, listeners are cautioned that today's presentation and the responses to questions may contain forward-looking statements within the meaning of the safe harbor provisions of the Canadian Provincial Securities Laws. Forward-looking statements involve risks and uncertainties, and undue reliance should not be placed on such statements. Certain material factors or assumptions are implied in making forward-looking statements, and actual results may differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. For additional information about factors that could cause results to vary, please refer to the risks identified in the company's annual information form and other filings with Canadian regulatory authorities. Except as required by Canadian securities laws, the company does not undertake to update any forward-looking statements. Such statements speak only as of the date made. I would now like to turn the call over to Mr. Craig Mull, Interim Chief Executive Officer of the company. Please go ahead, Mr. Mull. Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. Joining me today is Scott Langell, Cypher's CFO. On today's call, I will be making opening remarks before passing the call over to Scott to review financial results in detail. Following our prepared remarks, we will open the call for your questions. Note that all amounts are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. The COVID-19 pandemic continue to impact the economy during the third quarter of 2020. Cypher is navigating through this environment while executing on business improvements and cost reductions. Cypher demonstrated strong profitability during the third quarter and sequential growth in revenue despite market conditions that have not fully normalized. Our focus continues to be on driving profitability, strengthening the balance sheet, and looking for the right opportunities for growth. Epirus continued to perform well in the quarter, with revenues of $1.8 million compared to $1.9 million in the third quarter of 2019. Epirus finished the quarter with a 41% market share in the Canadian market, up from 40% in the comparative period. We are extremely pleased with the performance of Epirus and the stability of the revenue and cash flow during this challenging period. Licensing revenue from Absarica in the U.S. was $2.3 million, <coughs> up from $1.8 million in the second quarter of 2020, but a decrease of $0.3 million compared to Q3 2019. Absarica's market share for the three months ended September 30, 2020, was approximately 6% compared to approximately 8% for the three months ended September 30, 2019 according to Symphony. Market share, including Sun's 
Absarica LD was approximately 7%. Earlier this year, Sun Pharmaceutical Industries, Cypher's marketing partner for Absarica, launched Absarica LD capsules in the U.S. for the management of severe nodular acne in patients 12 years of age and older. In addition to the benefits of Absarica LD will bring to the patient population, the launch triggered an extension or agreement with Sun Pharmaceuticals, providing us with two additional years of royalties on Sun's isotretinoid product portfolio. As pre previously communicated, the royalty rate on Absarica LD will be identical to the royalty on Absarica until December 2021. The extension allows for a reduced royalty rate in subsequent years. On January 13, 2020, the company received a notice of termination from Bausch Health for alleged breach of contract in respect of its licensing agreement for TrueLance. The company is currently in arbitration to resolve the matters contained within. Third quarter results show sequential growth in revenue and strong strong year-over-year -year growth in earnings. Excluding an impairment charge, total operating costs decreased 18% in the third quarter over last year. This optimized cost structure resulted in, in EBITDA increasing to $2.7 million, or 55% 55, 55 of net revenue, compared to a loss of $0.4 million last year. Net income increased to $1.6 million during the third quarter compared to a loss of $2.1 million in the prior year, and EPS increased to $0.06 cents U.S. or $0.08 cents Canadian compared to a loss of $0.08 cents U.S. in the prior period. We also continue to work with our development partner, Galifar, on a number of interesting projects, including Alitrenton a drug for severe hand eczema for the U.S. market. Cypher and Galifar are working closely and expect to receive feedback on recent submissions to the FDA. Cypher continues to evaluate the market potential for this product. In our tattoo program, the U.S. Patent Office issued a notice of allowance for the U.S. patent application covering tattoo dermal compositions. We have received encouraging results from the proof of concept studies and identified a lead candidate compound. Planning is currently underway for the next focused animal study that will incorporate test parameters that will potentially broaden and, and reinforce the existing IP portfolio. Our development partner, Moberg, has developed a proprietary proprietary formulation that can deliver high concentrations of active drug to the nail that competing products on the market have difficulty in uh, matching. To date, Moberg has conducted two North American Phase three studies. In these studies, the overall cure rate were lower than competing products at 4.5%. However, in contrast to the competing products, the mycological cure rate was 50% in less than 24 weeks, while the competing products require longer to reach this rate. Moberg is considering conducting additional trials to address the complete cure rate by shortening the treatment period. I will now turn the call over to Scott for financial review of our third quarter results. Thanks, Craig. 
revenue in the third quarter was 4.9 million up sequentially from 4.7 million in Three months ended September 20th, uh, September 30th, 2020, compared to 3.9 million for three months ended September 30th, 2019. Licensing revenue from Exorica in the U.S. was uh, 2.3 million, up sequentially from uh, 1.8 million in Q2 2020, but down when compared to 2.9 million for the three months ended September 30th. 2019. Absorica ended the quarter with a 6% market share compared to 8% for the three months ended September 30th, 2019, according to Symphony. Market share, including Sun's Absorica LD, was approximately 7%. Licensing revenue from Lipofen and the authorized generic of Lipofen was as 0.6 million for Q3 2020 compared to uh, 0.8 million for the three months ending September 30th, uh, 2019. Licensing revenue from the extended uh, release Tramadol, Concept, and Durella was 0.04 million for the three months ended September 30th, 2020 compared to revenue of 0.22 million for the prior year. Product revenue was $2 million for uh, Q3 2020 compared to 2.2 million in 2019. Product revenue from Epirus was uh, 1.8 million for the three months ended September 30th, 2020 compared to 1.9 million for the three months ended September 30th, 2019. Epirus had a prescription market share of approximately 41% in Canada for the three months ended June 30th, 2020 compared to 40% for the three months ended September 30th, 2019. Total operating expenses decreased by 61% in, Q in the third quarter over last year. The decrease was primarily driven by a decrease in impairment of intangibles and restructuring costs, excluding an impairment charge. Total operating costs decreased by 18%. SG&A expense was $1.6 million for Q3 2020, an increase of $0.4 million compared to the prior year. The increase in SG&A was primarily driven by an increase in costs related to legal and consulting spend. Net income was $1.6 million, or $0.06 cents per basic and diluted share in Q3 2020, compared to a loss of $2.1 million, or a loss of $0.08 cents per basic and diluted share in Q3 2019. EBITDA in the quarter increased to $2.7 million, or 55% of net revenue, compared to a loss of 0.4 million in the prior year. Adjusted EBITDA for Q3 2020 was 2.8 million or 58% of net revenue, compared to 3.7 million in Q3 2019. The company used uh, 1.8 million in cash from operating activities during the quarter. As of September 30th, 2020, the company had, a, uh, had cash of 4.7 million and uh, 1.7 million drawn on a credit facility. The company's credit facility has been paid off as of October of 2020. I will now turn the call back to Craig for closing remarks.
Cypher's business, uh, business and operations have demonstrated resilience as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact the world. With a profitable business and a reduced cost structure, we feel that we are in an excellent position to start ramping up strategic promotional efforts to drive market share in our core brands and looking for the right opportunity to return Cypher to growth. We'll now open the call to questions. Operator. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Your first question comes from Prasath Pendering from Bloomberton. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, firstly, could you, uh, is there any progress in terms of uh, taking advantage of the tax losses? Yes, we, we've made uh, significant progress. We are in uh, serious discussions including you know, drafting of agreements with a partner that will co-promote our hospital products. Uh, and with that, we uh, uh, believe that we will be able to access the cardiome lo losses as we are conducting an active business uh, in the area that cardiome had participated in. And we expect to be able to use, utilize those losses as soon as the end of 2020. Okay. okay. And uh, secondly, I had uh, uh, more color on the working capital changes, if you could, um, in the quarter. Scott, I'll turn that over to you. Um, specifically, um, in terms of uh, working capital, uh, we had a year-to-date, uh, we had a uh, reduction in, in uh, accounts receivable or usage in receivables and uh, an increase in payables, but that was really driving the working capital change. But um, uh, the, the increase in, in receivables, um, it, it, uh, we actually had a fairly large, large sum uh, from one of the licensed partners that came in just shortly after the quarter ended. So that really drove uh, the, uh, the increase uh, or uh, use in working capital, and, uh, and then uh, it'll reverse itself in Q4. Oh, got it. Thank you. Thank you. The next question comes from Doug Lowe at Lee Jones & Gable. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, thanks, operator, and uh, good morning, Craig. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, Absorca is always the, uh, you know, the product azure in your quarterly financials, and I was just, you know, struck by the difference in, in uh, prescription market share in Canada uh, versus the U.S. Uh, and I know that most of that is, is is pricing strategy, but was, you know, was just wondering whether or not, um, in any consultation with Sun, that there might might be a re-exploration of, uh, of pricing as a way to drive market share here in the near term. And then, sort of secondarily to that, uh, you know, I think think we're all obviously focused on timelines when Allergan can launch its own uh, generic of Sorica, which I believe is uh, is next month. Any 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 update on that would be uh, would be helpful. And then I have a follow up. Uh, 
Okay. So uh, the uh, the launch of a generic uh, is something that we are watching very closely. We're we're trying to get as much information that we can about any potential la launch of a generic of Exarca. We have not seen it. There has been no entries into the launch. Getting touch constantly with Sun. We have talked to them about different pricing strategies. Uh, we're preparing in the event of a launch of a generic to be able to come out with an authorized generic uh, and maintain you know, a, a significant share of that market. Um, so this is a day-to-day -day thing and we're certainly uh, uh, in communication with Sun and also doing our own reconnaissance on any potential launch of a generic. Okay, that's helpful. Thanks. And then, uh, I mean, just uh, just on pipeline, I mean, you were uh, pretty transparent about your uh, uh, partnered uh, uh, DTR001 program, which is uh, great to hear that that program is being resurrected and on the you know, ongoing uh, True Lance um, uh, uh, dispute resolution, and uh, and obviously you know the Moberg uh, uh, nail fungus drug. Uh, you didn't mention the um, uh, the psoriasis drug that Canfeet uh, Biopharma is is developing, and I see that you know that they had some mildly positive news on, you know, permission to go forward with uh, interim analysis on a phase three psoriasis uh, uh, program. Just, uh, I mean, and, any, and, any update on the status of that program and your, and your sense on, uh, on timelines to when uh, phase three could conclude and when, you know, potential uh, um, regulatory milestones could be forthcoming there. And I'll leave it there. Thanks. Yeah, we're working uh, to set up times to get a better idea of where CanFeed is with their process and you know, their overall schedule. Um, I think that we could do more work in that area than we have done. Um, the product sounds uh, like, or it shows some, some potential of positive results, but we want to get more detail from CanFight with, uh, with regards to you know, the, the specifics of the results and uh, what their plans are and schedule for you know, moving, moving the product towards uh, approval. Uh, and those discussions are ongoing. Great. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. As a reminder, should you have any questions, please press star followed by one. Next question comes from Ishant Rayo at Alliance Global. Please go ahead. Good morning, all. Thanks for taking my question. Um, can you please... Um, Identify in terms of the timelines for the two lands um, arbitration, and also, can you please tell us in terms of the the goalposts in terms of the next one year, please? Thank you. Sorry, I missed that second question. The second question was trying to understand in terms of the timelines of where we should see the company in the next 12 months. Um, we obviously are reducing expenses, which seems very good but equally the revenue from other products is going down. So I want to understand what the, what the goalposts are for the company for the next 12 months. Okay, let, let me start with the second question first. Um, you know, the Canadian, uh, Canadian business, the Canadian commercial business continues to grow. Uh, yes, we are having uh, declines in the Absarica uh, royalty payments um, related to you know, price competition primarily, uh, which we are planning as a uh, as a uh, the game plan there would be you know once the generics launch that we work uh, we will launch our own generic with Sun um, 
and we believe that coming under the Zorica name uh, will allow the, uh, allow the product to maintain significant market share. Uh, what, we, what the uh, game plan is for the next two years, will, or even the next 12 months, is to continue to uh, um, uh, watch our cost and our cost structure, but to start focusing on the development of uh, some of our different programs, including the tattoo program, uh, the Moberg uh, nail fungus program, and then thirdly, uh, a number of different potential projects with Galifar, uh, the first and foremost being Allotretinoin, which is the hand eczema product. Uh, your second question with re regard to Bausch and the arbitration that we're having with them, uh, we are going through the process. Uh, we expect that uh, the arbitrator will make a decision uh, no later than the end of January of 2021, uh, and uh, unless the matter is settled between the parties before that. Thank you. Thank you. The next question comes from Peter Raytek at Raytek Consulting. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning, uh, Craig et al. I'm wondering with respect to the uh, normal course issuer bid, um, you indicated that 30,000 shares, I think, were purchased in the period uh, August 12th to September 30th, August 12th being the, the initial effective date of it. Um, what was the average price of purchase of those shares? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure, Peter, uh, the exact price. But you know, I, as you probably are aware, that uh, Cipher is not able to purchase stock at anything greater than the last traded price. Right. No, I'm. I'm. I'm aware so, of that. You know, I, was... I guess if you looked in the range for those, you know, the, those yeah. days, uh, I, I don't know the the average price. Okay, that but would we, give uh, me an indication. Then that. Oh, okay. No, that that's fine for that. It's 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 it was thirty thousand shares. Are you able to um to 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 give us an indication of how many additional shares have been purchased in the next um, basically forty five or so days, i.e., between October first and and uh, yesterday? Well, you know, Peter, we were under a blackout for a good part of that. You know, we Fair were enough. restricted from buying. Uh, I can tell you what our intentions are going forward. Yeah. You know, we expect to be an active buyer of our stock. You know, subject to the you know the regulatory requirements that we have to uh, abide by. So yeah, we no, have sir. been active. Uh, the stock is, uh, you know, as you as you no doubt can see, it's very thinly traded. Um, we would like to buy as much stock as we can. Right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And. Um, and then um, one follow-up, if I could, with just back to the Trulance arbitration. Um, I appreciate that there's confidentiality provisions, and you're, you're, you, you've got to abide by those. I, I, I know that well, obviously. But um, the, the question is, has the um, formal part of the arbitration concluded such that it is now in the arbitrator's hands to decide, or is there still more... Um, additional arbitration hours that um, that need to be had. I would say that it, it is uh, in the arbitrator's hands at this point. Um, although I, I'm sure that there could be further discussion amongst the parties, but I would say that it is uh, in the arbitrator's hands at this point. Okay. No. Fair enough. And and I think we we can all appreciate that. Um, 
that the pandemic has has certainly um, slowed all legal processes, arbitrations included, and, and drawn them out uh, from what they would otherwise be. And I'd expect that would have been the case in in, in the Trulon situation as well. Correct. Okay, thank you, Craig. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. There are no further questions. I will now turn the call back over to Craig Mull for closing remarks. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to reporting on our progress throughout the balance of 2020 as we execute on the priorities discussed today. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and we ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.